Good evening, everyone. I want to welcome you to our special service tonight. We are so delighted that you've decided to join us this evening. Whether you're a resident of this area or back in Houghton to celebrate Christmas with family, whether this is your first time here or you've been here many times before, we're really glad that you've decided to join us for this special service tonight. I just want to mention that uh, we do have childcare available in the nursery for infants and toddlers, if that would be helpful to any of you this evening. And so tonight as we sing the Christmas carols and as we read the scriptures concerning the coming of Christ and, and uh, uh, his birth, uh, I hope that this will be a time for you to experience anew the wonder and the joy of uh, Christ coming into our world uh, and into our lives. Uh, let's pray together as we prepare our hearts and our minds to encounter the Christ child together this evening. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Enter our hearts, enter our passions, our emotions, and our feelings, and reveal your presence to us in our inmost being. We pray that you would let your love shine in us and fill us with the joy and peace that comes only from you. Fill us with light that brightens every corner of darkness. Come, Lord Jesus, and be born in us. Even now, we pray. Amen. Tonight is the eve of Christ's birth. The waiting is almost over. The night, wait, the time for God's divine love and light to descend into our dark world upon us. How does the light of God come to us? God's light comes through Jesus, who became a human being just like you and I, so that he could show us the way back to God's divine love and light. Open our eyes, oh, oh God, to the magnificence of your light, our eye be become dim and our hearts become cold to the wonder of your, your glorious sun. Tonight, help us see clearly, help us hear perfectly, help us receive openly through the Christ our Lord. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, 
but there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, which will be filled with glory. The people who will walk in the darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will bake the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. Our time of waiting has come to an end. The light of of world has come in human flesh. Hope is born in a manger. Love cries among shepherds and angels. Peace coos in mothers in his mother's arms. May we live as enamored with this child who is both Savior and Lord as those who bow before him on this glorious night. Amen.
The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For it's in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning. It will be used for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is the word of the Lord.
Micah 5, beginning with verse 1. Now muster yourselves in troops, O daughter of troops. They have laid siege against us. With a rod they will smite the judge of Israel on the cheek. But as for you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you one will go forth for me to be the ruler in Israel. His goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. Therefore, he will give them up until the time when she who is in labor has borne a child. Then the remainder of his brethren will return to the sons of Israel. And he will raise, rise and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will remain because at that time he will be great to the ends of the earth.
Luke 1, 26 through 38. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. This is the word of God.
The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. The angel appears to Joseph. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord.
Luke 2, 1 through 7. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. This taxing was first made when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. <coughs> and so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. This is the word of the Lord. of heaven. All our 
This time I'd like to invite the ushers to come forward uh, to assist us in the giving of this Christmas Eve offering. This year's Christmas Eve offering will be designated to help the Wesleyan Native Ministries and our own Fillmore Powerhouse. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we are stunned by your goodness and your generosity to us. And at this time especially we think of the gift of your son Jesus. Enable us now, Lord, to give back out of gratitude. And Father, may these gifts be used to further your kingdom in this world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Luke 2, 8 through 20. The shepherds go to the manger. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary, Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. This is the word of the Lord.
The visit of the Magi. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born, King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod heard this, he was disturbed in all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them, where is Christ to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet had written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, oh, Go and make careful search of the child. And as soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. Hmm. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped right over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. This is the word of the Lord.
John chapter 1, the word becomes flesh and dwells among us. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord.
I think we can all say amen to that. And, uh, it's a wonderful piece. Thank you. Well, this truly is a glorious evening that uh, we're celebrating tonight. The birth of Christ is the pivotal point in all of human history. Tonight, we look back on that event. For centuries prior to Christ's birth, they looked forward to that event. We read from the book of the prophet Isaiah earlier tonight. And during the time that Isaiah was writing, war clouds were in the air. Judah was being threatened as Syria and Israel tried to force Judah's king Ahaz into an alliance against the onslaught of Assyria. Tensions were high and war seemed imminent. The anxiety of both the people and the ruler was growing. Surely there must be an escape beyond trusting in the strength of human armies. Well, into that situation, God sent Isaiah with a word of promise, a word of hope. Isaiah 7.14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. God himself would be with Israel and would be their strength. As a sign of his presence and his protection, he would send a child. Now, the historical record fails to make clear whether or not, whether or not some human child uh, fulfilled this prophecy in the days of Isaiah. But the gospel writer Matthew makes it plain that this prophecy's ultimate fulfillment began when a young woman named Mary had a visit from an angel. This special child who would be born to Mary in such a miraculous way was to be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. The child himself was the sign of God's presence among his people. The gospel writer John makes the image even clearer. He tells us in John 1.14, as we read tonight, that Jesus made his dwelling among us. And the word dwelling here conveys the idea that he tabernacled or pitched his tent among us, among his people when he inhabited the tabernacle that was built for the purpose of worshiping him. But in Jesus' incarnation in our world, the tent was his own body, his person. He walked among human beings, sharing life in every way. God with us. And that's what we're celebrating tonight. The birth of the Christ child, Emmanuel, foretold by Isaiah and documented by the gospel writers. And so we here tonight can rejoice and take comfort and hope in the fact that indeed God is with us. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for sending Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. We thank you for this wonderful gift of your presence among us. I pray tonight that Christ would be born in our hearts anew and we'll give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah goes on to tell us more about the coming Messiah 
in chapter 9 of his prophecy. Included in this prophecy is a proclamation of what the Savior's coming means. As you heard earlier in the scripture readings, he writes, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Isaiah's words are obviously symbolic of the spiritual darkness that exists in our world, a terrible, devastating darkness. And yet Isaiah proclaims, there is hope for your darkness. The light is coming. And when he comes, he will overcome the power of darkness forever, setting people free from the darkness of sin and evil, from the dark prison of suffering and sadness. And so the Apostle John writes, In him was life, and that life was the light of all people. And to make sure we understand, Jesus himself simply proclaims, I am the light of the world. The central large white candle in the Advent wreath is called the Christ candle because it represents Christ, the light of the world. Throughout this service, the the light from the Christ candle has been carried to the pew candles burning here in the center aisle. The glow from their light helps us see in the darkness. But it isn't enough. More light is needed, more candles must be lit in order to extinguish the darkness. And so we light our individual candles as well, remembering that Jesus says to his disciples, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine before others. And this is what we symbolize tonight, that Jesus Christ, the light of the world, brings light to our lives. And now we together become the light of the world, sharing his light for others as others have shown it for us. The words of our next carol, Silent Night, Holy Night, are printed on the back of your bulletin. As we sing, those of you seated nearest the center aisle, light your candle from the aisle candle and pass the light down the row, and the ushers will bring light to the balcony. May God speak to our hearts as we sing and as we flood this place with candlelight and our world with Jesus' light. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child, holy infant so tender. Tender and mild. 
please stand with me for prayer. Holy Father, may the light of your Son shine in us that we may lead others to the light and life of Jesus our Lord. And as we celebrate the coming of Jesus, may we proclaim with our words and our lives joy to the world. The Lord has come. Amen. Amen. Following the benediction, please extinguish your candle and place it in the containers in the foyer. And now receive the benediction. And now may he who is the light of the world, the almighty God born in human flesh, even Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, fill your soul with joy and your heart with love. And may you go from this place with the light of his life shining in you. Amen. Christmas.